Okay, what is going on? And welcome back to the latest Energized episode. I'm welcome your, back. I'm your boy, Basmo for show. I'm your boy, Rossi C. So if you're new to the Energized podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Energized listener, welcome back. Welcome back. Barry, hit us up. What is on today's show? Okay, on today's show, we're going to be discussing the Energized crack and then we're going to move into the crack of the week because the FAI, the Irish football team, have returned. And there's plenty of controversy going around surrounding John Delaney being the CEO. And uh, we want to discuss it because I'm sure people are tuning in to see what we have to say about it. Uh, also, this show has been recorded before Ireland have played their second game. So we're going to predict that as well. Uh, we're also going to look at TJ Dillashaw and how he's now no longer the UFC bantamweight champion. Yeah. Unfortunately. All right, mate. All uh, the picograms. Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to really get into that. And then we're going to go into the main part of the show. Um, we're going to look at Anthony Pettis' win over Stephen Wonderboy Thompson at UFC Nashville. And uh, we're going to discuss all the crack as always. So, uh, Ross, how are you doing, man? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of crack on the show this week. I think you've said crack six times. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get deep. Do you know what's funny? I ask you how you're doing, even though I've been with you for the last like two hours, and I'm like, how are you doing, man? Yeah, well, it's for the person that's in the home, well, now how I'm doing. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm always good. doing good. It's Monday. Monday's podcast day. Yeah. We we're going to do it after the game tomorrow, but uh, we like to stay in the routine and get it done every Monday. And uh, plus, you're waiting for Ireland to play Georgia. It's not like it was D-Day of qualifying. Yeah, it wasn't the Super Bowl. And after watching Ireland play... Gibraltar. I was thinking, I get confused in Georgia and Gibraltar. Uh, it's just like, I'm not excited to see them play next. No. Although it is at home. Yeah, I suppose. Fever in the Aviva. Yeah. Haven't heard that in a while. No, they haven't. I don't think they've been promoting that. But um, this is sort of, it's sort of weird now because, as I said last week, we were so focused towards like Paddy's Day weekend with so many Irish people like fighting, playing football, competing. And like now, it's like the pendulum has swung. It's like now we're on to like looking towards the summer now. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like it's all about the finish off the Premier League, the Champions League, the European rugby. Uh, you're starting to find out who's going to win all those sort of competitions. And then is this, is there nothing on this summer? Um, I suppose the World Cup's on later on this yeah, year the rugby one. Oh, the rugby one in September yeah. I suppose in then June, July you have International Fight Week over in the for the UFC so like there will be big stuff on the summer as well there yeah. always is it's the same thing with the fighting athletes as well they're like right I got my first quarter done and now when am I going to like compete again like obviously they're aiming now towards the summer you know yeah and there's I'd say there's going to be some very big fights this week for or this year for International Fight Week yeah no because we were just looking at the calendars there and there's a uh, such a transition from this week to in two weeks' time when things kick off again. So, like, we're sort of, it's not, there's not that much action going on. I know the football's coming back, but, like, really big things aren't happening really in April, you know? Yeah, I think UFC 238, 39, and 40 are all going to be really big for the UFC. So, hopefully they'll do a press conference of that at UFC 236. Yeah. Like, you still have John Jones come back. Daniel Cormier's come back. Conor McGregor to come back. Who knows? Brock Lesnar might even fight. I mean, uh, I think I think UFC are almost waiting for uh, WrestleMania to be over. Uh, uh, I th- is that in April or, or May? Or 
I'm not sure. I think it's soon though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, soon enough. The Royal Rumble was on there a while ago. So. Yeah, so must be the road to WrestleMania must be truly beyond the way. Yeah. And then Brock Lesnar will be available to fight then. That's the thing, actually, yeah. In fairness, Brock Lesnar's actually a terrible fighter. <laughs> and it's, it's like he's actually not that interesting to watch, but he's just like such a behemoth. It's just like, right, let's see what he can do. Yeah, it's like going to the zoo. Yeah, it actually is. Yeah, you're like, it, look at that gorilla. It's, I think it's just that thing about it where you want to see can such a physical specimen beat someone just on their like physical capabilities alone because he's definitely less skilled than his opponent. It goes to show that in MMA, it doesn't matter how big or scary you are. Like when you come up with someone who's just way more talented than you, you, you can lose fairly easily. Oh, most definitely. Sometimes the more skilled fighter gets the job. Well, most times the most skilled fighter gets the job done. What what way did you say the WWE contracts are, Ross? Because obviously we've just realized that like WrestleMania is next month. Do you think they do like an April to April year? Or do oh, you think oh. it's a calendar January to December? Because I feel like now the story is going to finish now at WrestleMania and then they go again. I feel... Because uh, everything's very superstar to superstar. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Like I'm sure John Cena and Brock Lesnar sort of have a, a pay-as-you-play type contract. As in like... Whenever Brock Lesnar appears, I'm sure he gets a fat check. Yeah. And then, like, I'm sure someone, uh, like Finn Balor, I think he wrestles every week. So, like, he probably has a year-long contract or a two-year-long contract and just wrestles every week, if that makes sense. But yeah. Brock Lesnar is like, you get 500 grand every time you do a pay-per-view. Something like that. Do uh, the WWE actually do proper pay-per-view still? Well, like, the Royal Rumble. Like, I don't know whether you buy them or what's how you go about watching them but like i think they're called pay-per-view still yeah i remember back in the day when well like when we were younger uh like they had like such good entertainers like the rock steve austin i don't know if undertaker's still knocking around but you had all these great personalities it was a wwf rather yeah, than now it's like, wwe someone like kane was actually scary you're almost like oh yeah. my god here comes kane you're yeah. all screwed yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and now you look at it and it's just garbage yeah, it's, although the Irish people are doing great now. Well, that, yeah, fair play to them. But like, Seamus, Finn Balor, and Becky Lynch, a.k.a. the man. Yeah, no, fair play to them. But, I mean, it would have been great back then when we were younger and you could, could have seen, like, Irish people then or, you know what I mean? Like, I never thought I'd see an Irish person yeah. in there. Although, like, Seamus, like, um, Seamus, sorry, he's almost like the token Irish fella. It's like the big ginger hair. He's like, how you doing, fella? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a... Uh, Oh no, it's funny to see, but I'm just sort of happy that like us as a small country yet again are making a massive impact on the world. Yeah, like um, it's good to be Irish. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Gareth A. Davis. Yeah, and Aaron Chalmers, and then they had Al Foran on. Our okay. mate, shout out to Al. And like Al was explaining all the wrestling stuff because he's really into it, and um, it was just funny to hear his take on it because like obviously yeah, Aaron Jordy Shore he was thinking about going into it as well oh was he yeah like proper WWE yeah I think he was like do you know what if I get into the fight and I'm surely I can get into uh, WWE now like he he was he didn't want to go on the road seven days a week sort of stuff he just wanted to like jump in jump out they're actually after opening up like a WWE headquarters in London so there's like a, well like, like UFC PI except for WWE yeah yeah that's like not a terrible idea no cause like I would say, I'd say, like, it's one of those things where 2,000 people are going to walk in that train centre and one 
will make as a WWE wrestler. But if you can make, if one of those wrestlers turns out to be the next John Cena, it was worth opening up 100%. That, that WWE PI. 100%. Because I think John Cena gets something like paid like 15 million a year from the WWE, something like that, whatever. But like, if they're willing to pay him 15 million, he must at least make like 40 million for them, if yeah. that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and like, I, you see all the little kids with the John Cena clothes on. My goddaughter's like obsessed with John Cena. She's like, He's my boyfriend. I'm like, all right, whatever. But, uh, I'll pass. You're like, yeah, me too. Uh, like this year for Christmas, all I got her was John Cena stuff. You know what I mean? Like he was like an absolute like merch machine. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's cra- it's crazy how they can also start generating like clothes and obviously they used to sell DVDs. I remember I had the videos and like I was like, oh, that is class because the, yeah. the, the old stuff was great. Like uh, shout out to Sean O'Kelly and like Ian Fishburne. Yeah. They go to nearly all the wrestling events. And like fair play to them, they look like serious crack. Yeah, they go to the Irish wrestling events. Yeah, which but they is like yeah, cool. But, yeah, but they go to loads in England and stuff as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. Like they're mad like, into oh, it. Oh, I think I saw one and they say it was like seven events down. I've another fifteen booked. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. As in like they might as well have a season ticket to a football team. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's how much they're into it. You can't beat that commitment though, like. Oh no, it's mad. Like yeah. first, if WWE comes back to the three arena and I get a free ticket. I'll go. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not mm-hmm. paying for it. It's a bit like, I watched, like, if the Hardy Boys were on TV now and they were on table, ladder, and chair match, I'd watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I'm not arse watching two guys that don't know just have a normal match where they're, like, in a headlock. Yeah. More like, just for nostalgia, you want to see how the Hardy Boys are still doing rather than, like, the new guy. Well, I wouldn't mind watching the new guy, but it'd have to be, like, a table, ladder, and chairs match. They have to be doing yeah. something outrageous. Like, I'm not just going to watch a random match yeah like I I, my favorite pay-per-view was always the Royal Rumble because like I didn't have to know everyone in it but like I knew the objective was to throw the other person over the top rope so I was like I'm okay with that yeah and they always brought back like old people yeah like Kurt Angle came back this year and the fella's neck is just so like he, he has to like fully turn turn his entire body to turn around yeah uh, no but like I was speaking about the English location that they have now for the WWE um, if there's a documentary out on Finn Balor from years ago who, like, he, I think it was on RTE, but if I'm wrong. Your man, he was in the ring with Mike Connell last week. Yeah. He uh, he had to go to Japan to learn how to do all this training and stuff and, like, dedicate his whole life to it. Whereas now, if he was just coming up, he could just go to England. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Didn't he train your one Becky Lynch, though? Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sure they train with each other now. Yeah, but I think he originally trained her. And then she's in the main event WrestleMania before him, which I think is sort of ironic almost. Yeah, but he doesn't have the... Ginger hair. Well, <laughs> sort of, yeah. But he doesn't have the Ronda Rousey, who, who she's going to take on. Oh, so it's more Ronda Rousey in the main event. Yeah, because Finn Balor's sort of small. He's not, like, bigger than any of the bigger superstars. I think, you know what I mean? uh, versus, I think he fought Brock Lesnar recently enough, so therefore, like, yeah, he must yeah. be, like, one of the main guys in the men's. Oh, no, he is meant to be one of the main guys. It's just he's not, like, that physically huge, that... Oh, he's not Batista. Yeah, because there's something. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, Batista. Yeah, because there's something about being such a like massive human that people are drawn to. Remember when the Big Show first came out and he had hair and stuff? It was just like, jeez, it's like Andre the Giant. That's why it was like he he was so big because he was actually large and people literally thought they were going to a freak show and they had to see it. It doesn't always work because I remember around the Great Cali came out. And I, like he couldn't actually move, and like yeah. it was like I was like I don't want to watch him wrestle because like he can't actually move. So you have to be somewhat mobile. Yeah. Um, who who was your favorite ever wrestler? By the way, 
it was just the rock. Like it I was, just loved yeah. the rock. I was, I was the same. I was just like, if you spell what he's cooking, like just the one liners, like. Uh, also, like when you're a kid and you're trying to do like a rest move and your mate, like the rock bottom is the easiest move to do. Yeah, uh, you just said so many things, like with yeah. the eyebrow and like you'd be trying to do the people's eyebrow and stuff. Also, outrageous how his finishing move was like the people's elbow. It was just like a random elbow drop, like not off the top rope or anything. Yeah. And in fairness, look how big he's gotten now. Like, he's yeah. one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Yeah, for me, like growing up, it was like The Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker, and Kane. Like, they were like the four who was like. They're the four best. Yeah. And they, they were never even dreaming about coming to Ireland. No. That was the thing. Yeah. I think they're on TV ratings. They were like killing it on TV every week. I think they were had like some like five million people watching them each week. And now there's only like one million people watching them each week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's mad. Do you know what? I was on Twitter and I follow one of the wrestlers. I don't know who it is. Like it's just some random person. I don't know. And they were like calling out another wrestler on twitter via twitter yeah and i was like twitter beef yeah and i was like yeah but they're calling them out for the show it's like why are you calling out fake oh fake calling some out yeah yeah but i think becky lynch ronda rousey are doing that yeah yeah that's what they're doing but it's so funny how it's like not real oh so like they're they're bringing their fake beef online yeah yeah uh, uh, well i suppose i think the undertaker's famous for like he plays the undertaker at all times like i think that's that was why he was known as one of the greatest characters of all time it's like he didn't get photos with the fans because like the Undertaker wouldn't get the photo with the fans. Yeah. So like they're probably just you know what it is? I'm sure the more they play their character off screen, the more merch they sell. Oh, 100 percent I remember I was on holidays over in my bay years ago, right? And uh I went over with my family, but my dad flew over with my granny and then he You met Rakishi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I met Rakishi. No, but uh he brought over a VHS tape so I could watch the King of the Ring from like the weekend before which is really cool oh that's not actually the story i thought you're going to tell oh no no wait what do you think because remember we met chris jericho yeah i met chris jericho in new york yeah 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 only because you were like having a look at his missus yeah (laughs) no we were in new york in a hotel i think i was told the story but um we were in a hotel getting food and stuff and then uh like some like not generic but like absolutely amazing looking woman walks by and i was like jesus and then i was like who's she with and it was chris jericho i was like what (laughs) <laughs> and this I got a photograph this is when you had to like go and get them developed and stuff yeah. there was no selfies then by the way welcome to the Wrestlemania edition of the Android podcast yeah <laughs> yeah by the way have you seen Vince McMahon these days his eyes are so red and stuff oh, no, he, from all the steroids I, I, I saw him I'd say within the last three months he's like really old now yeah, yeah. as in like five years ago he was like an absolute jacked machine yeah. and now he's 90 yeah he's like aged a million whatever he was taking five years ago he stopped taking yeah what a legend by the way what a legend he's made so many like kids is like that's been their number one thing growing up yeah like their nostalgia even going back to the Hulk Hogan and the Andre Giant days and you know who I have to give Matt's shout out to Shane McMahon despite the fact that he's like a billionaire son like he's still like alright to get thrown off the hell in the cell he's like no bother yeah he probably just wanted to really prove himself yeah, I think. Do you think he he feels he has to go above and beyond to get in there with the wrestlers because like they're like daddy's boy. Yeah, he probably didn't want to be treated any differently. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Well, sure. Look, the Rock's dad used to be a wrestler as well, and he started going as well. You know, I mean, you have to pave your way in this place. Although the Rock's dad did not own the WWE. Yeah, yeah you sort of have to pay your dues. That's to say, isn't it? Yeah. Same with also, everything. That like uh, show me the money is like iconic music, isn't it? And he does his little sort of shuffle. 
yeah. and swings arms around. Yeah. I actually, I like, sometimes I look and see if there's any, like, WWE or WWF documentaries. But, like, it was so private back in the day because, remember, they couldn't show all the steroids and they couldn't show that it was fake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Although, like, people got really, really hurt. But it's just the old school stuff is so cool. And I feel like the new new guys, there's more, like, you'd win them in a cereal box. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. the old guys, you'd have to... They yeah, really, they really had a personality. I feel like these new guys are all like, sort of like Powerpuff Girls. They're like, yeah. they're almost like uh, waiting for the cartoon develop of themselves. Yeah, and also and, I don't think that Chris Benoit thing helped. Like when he like kills his whole family and then killed himself. Uh, I think like any for any sorry wrestler who was going to come out with like oh, I talk steroids is like right, better not say that because people think I'll go around killing everyone then. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's an interesting business, certain, isn't it? It is, yeah, and it's def- like he's gone to make more money, and like he already has loads. I think that's what really helped UFC go that bit further because UFC is is like really real, and then they talk shit. Whereas like on WWE now, there's not much shit talking and, and no. there's not much cursing, so you're not really getting your fix there. That you used to get your whole fix there, yeah. you know. I think I, I think with WWE, it's like are they all glorified stuntmen? Is that is that the best way to describe? It? Yeah, it's like. If you're a stuntman and have a good personality, you should become a WWE wrestler. That's yeah. what it is, isn't it? Yeah, and then Vince locks them in. Like, you, you can't say Dwayne The Rock Johnson anymore or else he gets a quote of it. He just has them all. Because like, you have to almost sell your soul to get on the map. Yeah, but I think The Rock is sort of a bit okay with it just because like he knows he is who he is because of WWE. Yeah. As much yeah. as he tries to go out and do Dwayne Johnson films, like, no one ever goes to me have you seen the new Dwayne Johnson film? You know what I mean? Well, you sort of look at The Rock and you're like, he's no longer, you don't see him as a wrestler anymore. You see him yeah, as... Yeah, but he's still The Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah he's yeah, always yeah. going to be The Rock. Like, yeah, to the us, Rock's he's going to be The Rock. You know what I mean? You could call him anything, but you're like, that's The Rock, you know? Yeah, but Whereas, to everyone, like, he's The Rock. Yeah, no, but like younger kids probably wouldn't see him as The Rock because... Oh yeah, but like they, they still call him the Rock. It's yeah. like no one goes. Everyone goes. If you've seen the Rock's new it's, film, yeah, but it's the same as uh, it's like Kevin Hart and the Rock. Yeah, but it's like don't show the way Bruce Jenner is now Caitlyn Jenner. People would who ever saw him win gold in the Olympics are always gonna be like, oh Bruce, and then be like, oh sorry, Caitlyn. You know what I mean? You're like once you know the person is that, that's it. Yeah, but I wonder how many people know him as Caitlyn Jenner because he was Bruce Jenner in that TV show was the Kardashians first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like that's like even the lads, they're, they're like Baz or even McGinn's. They're saying Morsey. Like it's, it's never Barry. But like yeah. other people that listen to Energize with Ross and Barry would be like, yeah, Barry. true. You know what I mean? But they call you Barry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. Yeah. But um, do you miss the WWE days? It's sort of it's sort of nostalgic. You're like, oh fuck, that was great crack. It's more so. You know what? I think it'd be funny if WWE didn't pay for you, except like didn't use any of the current people and brought back all the old people <laughs> in and Zimmer like, frames. Yeah, but. Got to let us watch like the Hardy Boys versus the Dudleys oh, in a yeah. tables match. And sure, Ric Flair's documentary then, is unreal. Yeah. yeah. And then like The Rock wrestles Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Yeah. Jones hilarious. We never talk about wrestling and we just did there for about 20 minutes. But uh, we're going to move into the crowd. How are you doing anyway? Yeah. All good. Yeah, well, man, I'm, I was loving that chat. It was like totally unexpected not one thing about wrestling was written down on today's show it really was not <laughs> at all like i forget how we even got into it but um we're gonna move into the crack of the week so i'll make sure to put a timeline that if uh, you want to miss the wwe talk we'll move to 20 minutes in uh the, the irish football men's team have come back mick mccarthy is now in charge and uh, we beat gibraltar one nil away all over the weekend on saturday um ross what did you make of that game man 
Um, is it fair to say this is one of the strangest games of football that you've ever watched, but not in regards to the football actually being played? Yeah, it was sort of like a training match, but yeah, it, it counted. So the pitch was an astro pitch, but it was really like your school's astro pitch. Yeah. And then at one end, when the camera was on the game, on one end you could see the rock of Gibraltar, which is just this absolute massive rock. Will you stop bringing up the rock? Right? And then the other end is the airport runway. Yeah. Now, someone like jokingly said to me, like, the pitch is on the runway of the airport. And I was like, ha ha. That's a weird joke to make. And then when you actually see the pitch, it's on the airport runway. Did the plane take off or land when that game was on, or are they not allowed? <laughs> there, it was it was delayed. It was meant to be, it was meant to take off before the game. It was it? Yeah, yeah. And I, then it, it took off after six minutes. I didn't actually see that. That must have been very strange for the players, and it definitely like created some sort of breeze on the pitch. Apparently, it was like really really windy. Uh, obviously, it's yeah. hard to tell if it's windy on TV. Well, um, you can tell by the ball. Yeah, the ball well, going there and get blown back. Yeah, well, like. I wasn't like, geez, that's the windiest I've ever seen. But the commentators kept on saying it's really windy. So I was like, all right, it was very windy. And then the ball obviously like runs a lot faster on the Astro and like bounces a bit higher. And I was just watching it and I go, this is an absolutely woeful standard of football. Yeah. Um, Seamus Coleman and Matt Doherty on the right-hand side didn't seem to work. Um, I hope they don't just like go, right, that doesn't work and then move on. Because like, I don't think that was a fair test to give it. Yeah. It wasn't even on a proper pitch. Yeah. Um, and then, like, like McCol- that game- I, I think we both texted into our WhatsApp group at the same time when, like, McGoldrick's shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, was it the Irish Heskey? Yeah. Uh, what's your man's name? Up front. Hogan, is it? McGuire. Sean McGuire. Sean McGuire. The fellow with sort of parting is there. Sean McGuire, yeah. Yeah. He didn't seem to do much for me. Uh, Jeff Hendricks took the goal very well. Yeah, fairness to him. Do you know what? That was only his second goal in nearly 50 games. Was for, it? For Ireland, yeah. That's funny because like, we probably consider him a goal scorer midfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, was that what you call him? Yeah, Prior you would. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was because he, 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 <laughs> during the Euros, remember he, he striked one from miles out on his bad foot and like, I think he hit the post and then against, I think it was, was it Italy and everyone's yeah. like, oh. Everyone's like, oh, he can shoot. He can shoot, yeah. <laughs> Two two goals in nearly 50 games. Wow. Uh, also, it was a bit strange because Robbie Brady didn't start, but then he came on and he also didn't do much from the right-hand side midfield. So I think it's fair to say no one did much in that game. No. Hurahan got man the match. Uh, Randolph made a brilliant save uh, just before we scored our first goal. Yeah. That, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, that was good. It was getting a bit embarrassing. It was, yeah. I was just grateful we scored that goal. I was like, all right, like, relax. I, I was almost like, oh, can I just turn it off now? They've won. Yeah. You know I mean? Uh, but I, well, like before we went, before the game even started, there was people talking about how we should bet like four or five nil because we won there last time four nil. But like going into the game, what did you expect? I always said two nil to my dad before the game when I was watching. I was like, yeah, I think Ireland are going to win two nil. Yeah, uh, I think it's fair to say that like going into the game, you probably expected one or two goals, maybe two, one, three, one, something like that. But like getting the one goal, not really getting close again, playing on, on a pitch where no one's used to playing. And then also playing away, and it being Mick McCarthy's first game, you're sort of just like right. Take I expect, the three points. I expect more enthusiasm or something from the players, or more of a new flame lit under the team. I think the formation was okay. It yeah. was just everyone sort of. It looked like you you got a selection box, and you're just. It was like a, a, a curly whirly with a packet of Maltesers and a 
Snickers bar. There was no yeah. camaraderie. Also, when you're dribbling on those Astros, when you knock the ball on, it goes like that little bit further than normie does. And like, there's all these little sort of thing, like these small little things that make a big difference in the end game. And uh, I don't think it suits anyone unless they're like your, your Ukrainian team because like that league, I think they all play an Astro. Yeah. And Barry, you were saying that like the Gibraltar and league or whatever you Gibraltar ease, they all play. Every team plays home and away in that stadium. Yeah. So like Gibraltonian, they're used to playing there. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah. And in fairness, fair play to whoever did the commentary, the research on that because they were actually like said one or two things about the Gibraltar players, and I was like, that's impressive. Well, they had, they had one job, like you know. I know, yeah, but like, just in case so, we lost, yeah, but it must have been hard to actually find any information on the Gibraltar players. Yeah, I think one of them was a scaffolder or something as well. I'm not surprised. Yeah, but um, obviously Ireland won. It wasn't that impressive, but like, uh, do you know what? I take a win. We've been so starved of a win in Irish yeah. football for so long. Like that was the first time Ireland have scored since uh, I think it was Aidan O'Brien scored. It was against America. No, I think oh, it was against Poland. Poland yeah. yeah, and like, how long ago was that? Well, I don't know. We were watching that in pub around the corner Harry Burns yeah so like a while that was a while ago yeah but uh, you take the 1-0 win whatever right it's just that's just done like lock that away three points on the on the board that was know. so long ago I wasn't having a kid yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah although Ireland don't play that often as well you know yeah but uh, straight after the game John Delaney comes out and says that he's going to be changing his role in the Irish board he's going from treasurer to the CEO now, from CEO to executive vice president. Okay. Uh, apparently, executive vice president is like a UEFA appointed position. Uh, I was doing a small bit of research on this because if we're going to talk about it, we have to know something. Uh, so, apparently, he's going to work by for, for UEFA. Apparently, Ireland have like upgraded itself as a country by having this position <laughs> in terms of international teams. So, John Lane is going to sit on the board at UEFA. Yeah. And He's then, like the ultimate wheeler dealer, isn't he? Well, it also came out that he had lent lent a hundred thousand euros to the FAI to pay for stuff, right? And then they lend it back, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, but supposedly what people are saying is online, so I don't know if it's true or not, but you know energized we bring this shit up because people want to hear it. Supposedly he's going through a divorce now and he gave the money to the FAI, so when he gets in, investigated when he when he when they're dividing the assets. Yeah, when they're dividing the dividing the assets, that 100000 isn't sitting in his bank account. Okay, so, so like, she doesn't what, get fifty grand of it. Yeah, so she doesn't get any of it. Yeah. yeah. So he, did, he has less current assets, therefore he loses less in the overall deals. I, I was wondering why the FAI were paying his rent. Because I was like, why are they paying this fella's rent? I think they were always paying his rent. Supposedly they pay John Delaney's rent of three grand a month. Yeah, but like, did you, did you never buy a house? No. Like, no. Well, I would have thought maybe they paid for his mortgage or something you know what I mean no there's just something really fishy up there I remember ages ago my mum's now seeing someone who used to work in the FAI and he says John Delaney's an absolute like he's a he's a you know, what am I going to say a swindler he is a swindler yeah but uh, the, amount of, the amount of money he's getting paid and what's he really doing with it appointing sure. Trapattoni and appointing sure. Mick McCarthy and then already picking Delaney next like where's the grassroots football oh sure that's where Stephen Kenny comes in no yeah but uh one of my friends used to work in fat face you know the clothes shop she said john delaney came in and then just like asked for a discount for being john delaney 
They were like, no. As if you didn't earn enough money to pay full price for like a shirt. 360 grand a year, man. Man, that's a lot. And how long has he been in with the FAI? The, the, the FAI don't even make that much 350 grand a year, do they? I'm sure they do when they're selling out the Viva. When was that? Well, for, for you too. Euros, for for you too. <laughs> <laughs> for you too, or like Drake. Yeah, but John Delaney, how long has he been? He's been there years. He's been there like a very long years. time. He's been there years. I just, I don't know, it's just real like, we are watching, there's a... Few... Oh, you know what? We were, de- we were describing the Putin though, weren't we? As in like, not in charge of Russia, like just like creates a new job for still being in charge. I just hate the way any there's just so much corruption in sport that like I'm not even surprised. And in fairness, like him getting the FAI to pay for his rent when he's already making three hundred and sixty grand a year, when the average like the average wage in Ireland would be around forty grand, maybe probably a bit less. And the funny thing is that apparently the FAI employees has to take a ten to fifteen uh, percent pay cut on their salary in two thousand twelve. Yeah. Uh, well, well, the FA are paying for John Laney's rent. That's paying for his rent. <laughs> like, well, honestly, like, what does he actually bring to the role? Apparently, he was CEO of the FAI from 2004 to 2019. That's 15 years. Yeah. You know there's something up there when someone stays in a role that powerful? And no one has a good word to say about him either. Like, this is us definitely never getting the FAI job underneath it, him. Well, but apparently, like, he's made over 5 million euro off the FAI. Yeah, well... He obviously doesn't have that money because they still have to pay his rent. Yeah, but not only that. He's made five million quid. The FAO pay all his rent. And never in a million years has that fella bought a meal in the last five or 15 years that he's worked there. And on top of that, he 100% has a company car as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think where, like, what he spends his money on. And you remember they went to Saipan and they were they were playing in like well, on, the on, outskirts. On, well, they were playing car parks, yeah. weren't they? Gravel they car parks. They were playing on Gibraltar's home pitch. Roy Keane was like, "This not kip, like throw boots to Mick McCarthy," and then John Lane was like, eating the finest sushi in Japan. Yeah, I was trying to think what the World Cup was. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird the way all this stuff came out now because like more and more people in higher power are getting done for doing like stupid shit obviously him and Harvey Weinstein you can't compare them but like they both <laughs> they both abuse their power oh yeah well like very different I, I think he's closer to what was what was that uh, Anglo-Irish bank I think he's closer to that your man Sean Fitzpatrick who like bankrupted the Irish bank <laughs> I think he's a bit like taking all the FAI's money and all the kids are like can't buy shin, bar, shin pads for themselves and he's like this great now. <laughs> <laughs> rent money. Yeah. Is the rent. Pay, pay the rent. And I'm sure his house is moderate size for 3,000 euro. Yeah. It's funny how he hasn't come out with a statement yet or anything. He's just been so hidden. It's really, 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 really strange. And there's no smoke without fire. Um, obviously, now Ireland are playing tomorrow against Georgia. What are you expecting, Ross? I expect Ireland to win. Uh I'm going to say 2-1 in I'm this gonna game. Go, I'm going to 2-1 as well. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm not I confident at all. I'm, I'm sort of excited to see Matt Doherty see what he can do, but uh, who knows? We'll you, see how it goes. You can't keep squeezing, squeezing these players when there's not much to squeeze from. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, sort of, what sort of team are you looking to put out there? I feel it's going to be very much the same. Maybe put Doherty a left-back, even though he should just stay at right wing. They, should, they don't really have any players. I know. I, I think Brady should come in for McLean. I don't think McLean... Like, Fair play to McLean. He tries hard. But would you like, put McLean up front? 
Maybe. I just don't, I don't know what McGoldrick was doing up there. He was just sort of like the, is, be, the, the Irish Heskey and he was he was more dropping back in the midfield. Like he he's a target man. Get in the box. Isn't it a bit weird that we're actually just like playing loads of our players out of position just to get them on the pitch? Like we're happy to play James McLean up front. We're happy to play Matt Doherty at left back. We're happy to play him right midfield. Brady can play right wing, centre midfield. Whatever it takes to get him on the pitch. Yeah, but um, yeah. So we're both going two one. That's in the Aviva. Let's see what happens there. Suppose your people are going to be bringing tennis balls to say you get Delaney out. So uh, if I got like a unique way to say get him out. Yeah, I've never heard that as well. But like, see if a few people might go with tennis rackets or a few umpires would be like out. Do tennis balls represent something? Do they? I don't know what it is. Bar Wimbledon's season. They're probably why, why wouldn't they all just bring apples and then be yeah. like, oh, I'm hungry, and then or. I was about to say bananas, but supposedly that's racist, isn't it? But like, yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, let's see if they get a win. Uh, what other teams have impressed you during the, the European qualifiers, Roscoe? Um, France have definitely bar, been very good. Bar Scotland, obviously. Oh, losing to Kazakhstan, very impressive. Uh, France have been very impressive, uh, considering you know sometimes teams win the World Cup and then they go in a bit of a lull. Uh, they've come out of the blocks very hot. I think it's four one and four nil. Mbappe, Griezmann looked brilliant. Uh, even Giroud scoring goals. Uh, apparently, Olivier Giroud became France's third all-time top goal scorer, tying David Trezeguet tonight. What do you think of that? Giroud did. Yeah. No way. He scored thirty-five goals for France. That's all it took. And none in none in the World Cup. I don't think he had a shot on target. But yeah. how, how much is Mbappe going to like smash those records? Yeah. Once he starts going down the middle. Yeah. France been very good, but. Let, let's talk about the most impressive team, England. England, yeah. And Declan Rice made his debut. At both times I went to watch and see would he sing God Save the Queen and I never showed him once singing the National Anthem. Well, I never showed him with the National Anthem was on. Uh, do you think he sang it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Very Rice. He's trying, he's trying to be a patriot now, you know. It's just like watching the Irish football, seeing the way they didn't really perform. Obviously, this goes from years of not putting money into the, into the system and then knowing that all these backhanders are getting done and it's just like such a sour taste in your mouth and you know what it makes sense that's why we're not that good yeah you know what I mean and then no wonder Rice is going off to play with England because England look class I think they honestly could win the Euros they'll definitely get to the semis like the, the talent they have is unbelievable and that's put through grassroots how long do you think we'll let the Declan Rice situation go until we stop making jokes about it it's selling newspapers in Ireland still yeah so as long as the, the journals and all are writing about it, we're going to keep referring to it. Like, I think the more he's in the squad, the more he plays well as well. You're more like bitter over it. Yeah, he looked great today as well. Some uh, players really stood out. Like Sterling looked fantastic. Yeah, he's he's up for like PFA Player of the Year this year. Definitely, yeah. Um, Sancho looked good in the first game. He looks like he's a very dangerous young talent. Um, Harry Kane on the score sheet again. Look, they just look brilliant, don't they? Yeah. It's um, it's so weird the way we're only stones throw away from England, but yet the golfing class is just so evident. Yeah, oh, it's frightening. Like they look up on like par. We, we could we could have lost to Gibraltar. I know. <laughs> like, and people are like, "Oh, yeah, it's grand." It's like it's not grand. Like, well, no. why? Do we, I don't know why we should accept mediocrity in something that we've been doing for years and have performed well in. It's just such a like. No wonder player people aren't going to the games. It's like, here, you're going to watch Ireland lose 5 0 to Denmark. It's like, and pay 60 euro. It's like, no. How have we gone from like Roy Keane, Damien Duff, and Robbie Keane, Shea and Given. like Shea Given to Richie Dunn? 
Darren Randolph, Shane Duffy, Robbie Brady, and Matt Doherty. And like, I feel like I was naming four of our best players back then and four of our best players right now. Yeah. And like, it doesn't sound sexy. Like, Roy Keane was like captain of the Champions League winning team. Damien Duff was one of the best wingers in the Premier League when he was at Chelsea. Robbie Keane's one of the all-time Premier League top goal scorers. And Shea given, like, if he wasn't at Newcastle, he could have easily been at one of the top four or five clubs in the Premier League at any stage. Yeah. I, think the, I think the money they, they generated, I know obviously we had to build the Aviva, but without, they, did, they didn't reinvest it. That's the problem. They didn't no. reinvest it. I know the underage sides are doing well now, which is sort of very surprising. But uh, uh, loads of those players aren't actually Irish either. Yeah. If you look, if, if, like, I mean, there's no shame associated. You know what I mean? Like, the, uh, the, I don't know where these people are even from, like, and I don't know who they are. The, and also the Irish team, the Irish, like, social media, they don't even promote them properly at all. No, like, just Like, if someone scores a hat-trick over there at the weekend, under-19s, I want to know, because we have to talk about it. They don't yeah, even, like, 100%. tag... They don't even tag these players or anything, and you're just, like... I, I was looking at it, and... And young... you can't you can't just throw them in now. No. Like, as, in, as in, like, you can't be, like, 18-year-old, score the goals for Ireland now, because there's so much pressure. There is so much pressure now. I, I, I was watching it and I saw we scored a header against Luxembourg beating 3-0 the Irish 21 yeah. but there should be whoever's doing social media for Ireland should be at that game and they should be like lashing the Instagram stories up. There should be like six or seven Instagram stories you know prior to the game you know warming up the team squad for the game you know them running out onto the pitch half time full time and the full-time score should go up on the wall. By the way, it took them so long after the match there, after winning. For the first time we've won in ages, to post being like, Ireland win 1-0. Like, because I was waiting there being like, because obviously if we get a comment there first, it goes to the top and then people yeah. can see like, oh, they're Irish. And it was just, I was just literally sitting there being like, we haven't won a game in so long. Like, how have you not been like, oh, by the way, we won. No wonder Declan Royce didn't want to play for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, he wants to be around professionalism, like, and obviously what was going on that turmoil, Robbie, uh, sorry, Roy Keane and Martin O'Neill. First of all, I can't believe that ended so sourly. Ever since, like, when you look back at that that goal from Robbie Brady against Italy in the Euros, like, I can't believe that was the ending. Oh, stop! It's like, and now Mick McCarthy's first home game back. People are like, bring the tennis balls. Yeah, it's gone from the ultimate underdog story to turmoil. From yeah. what I've seen, it yeah. it's so annoying because I do love them. It's just something's not right, and I don't see it being right for a long time. Like I mean, we literally, I think, have to fluke getting yeah. into the Euros. It's like, mad, I, isn't it? Yeah, well, we have Switzerland are good. Like Shakiri's doing really well for Liverpool. I'm sure he's going to dance all over that defense because Seamus Coleman isn't the same defender now. Like no. I mean, absolute legend, captain, like. 100% legend. But I mean, since that leg break, he hasn't been the same. And then the whole defense looked a bit shaky. And, and, and he's probably going to play on the right-hand side and go up against Ender Stevens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Denmark, they smoked us last time as well. Yeah, Ericsson's like different gravy. We're going to have to fluke it. So let's, and that's why we're like, fingers crossed we beat Georgia. Yeah, but I was sort of hoping we'd be in the group with one other really good team. But now, like, Switzerland and Denmark are definitely better teams than us. And we have to, like, yeah. come up with a, a game plan to make sure we get at least four points out of those four games so Honda lads yeah Honda lads. lads tomorrow uh, also the European 
Rugby is back. Uh, it's back on Saturday the 30th. Edinburgh taking on Munster. That should be a good one. That's over in Edinburgh. So, it'll be backs against the wall. So, for Munster. But, I feel like they're going to get that together. Murray and Carby will be looking great. Um, and that Munster back row was Freuden with uh, O'Mahony and Stander. And then, Tug Burns a try machine. So, like, on the Munster. Yeah, on the Munster. Uh, Saracens are taking on Glasgow as well straight after. Uh, I think Saracens will win that. Um, they've won two of the last three Huntington Cups, so Saracens are always good. They are, yeah. Especially with Farrell. Yeah, Farrell won the show. Uh, then Leinster are taking on Ulster. This one's in the Aviva. Yeah. Um, I expect Leinster to get the job done here. Ulster are a bit up in the air with their performances as of late. And I just think Leinster just have a much better squad. Yeah. Like the players Leinster are going to come off the bench for Leinster are different grade to the players who come off the bench for Ulster. Defending champions, Leinster as well. Yeah. And then on Sunday is the final quarter final. Racing ninety two are taking on Toulouse. It's just me. It was a bit disappointing that it was like you know Ireland versus Ireland, France versus France. It, like you, you sort of want the each nationality teams to face each other, don't you? Yeah. I, I think Racing will get the job done there. Just wait. Is, is, is that a draw or is that a predetermined? Um, like like I think it's predetermined. I think first. it's like the Champions League is now. Okay. I was actually watching an interview. Uh, I'll tag you in afterwards. It was, you know, James Haskell from England. Yeah, the blonde guy. Yeah, yeah. He was doing an interview, and he was saying that he at underage levels he was uh, registered to play for Wales and to play for England, and he registered to play for Wales because at underage because they used to pay all their travel money and they'd pay all their expenses on their food, and they used to give them all the latest kick gear. Wales gave them all the money. And it got to the stage that he was doing so well for Wales on rage and England on rage. They were supposed to play each other. He was aimed on both team sheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he had to go up and ring the Wales manager and say he's playing for England. I'll tag you in it. It's he, actually very funny. That it, is. That sounds funny. He should have played the first half for one of them and the second half for the other. And then saw where he wanted to go. Yeah. That would have been uh, very interesting. But uh, yeah. So uh, that's the rugby that's on this weekend. Also the Premier League is back this weekend as well. Uh, what do you prefer, Ross? Do you prefer international football or international Oh, sorry, international football or, like, domestic football? As in... Uh, to be honest, as of late, I definitely prefer the uh, domestic football. As just as in, like, I prefer watching Man United at the moment than watching Ireland. Yeah. Uh, it's better football. It's a higher standard of football. Higher chance of getting a win. And, like, more so, higher chance of seeing a goal. Which is... Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Ireland can't score goals. And, like, that's the biggest problem. Hopefully, we didn't come across as if we were slating Ireland that much. But uh, there's no point of us being, like, we're going to win the Euros. I actually sent that I sent that text in, didn't I? To yeah. the group. I was like, lads, call me crazy, but I think we're going to win the Euros. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, lads, man, we're not even going to qualify. But uh, also, last weekend, uh, last week, we were deeply disappointed to hear our mate TJ Dillashaw having to give up the bantamweight, UFC bantamweight title. Poor DJ. TJ, what's going on here, man? Oh, man. Is it John Jones? Is he on the pick of grams? What's he doing? Uh, I think you said to me before we went on air that you thought he was doing like the Lance Armstrong like blood transfusion. Did you see that yeah. written anywhere or was that just your theory on it? No, it's just uh, I listened to a podcast called Sammy and the Punk and yeah. um, the Punk, you obviously know uh, Josh Thompson. Yeah. He was saying... That's that, actually a great podcast by the way. It is, yeah. It's really good. They're, they have a good back and forth. Uh, but they were, they were saying, like Josh was saying that um, say if you failed the drugs test, look at John Jones for instance, he didn't just hand up the title. Yeah, if you're handing up the title, you know you're going down. Yeah, you know what I mean. So um, he was like, "You see, the thing is, when you look at TJ, right? 
like we we always said that he looks like beyond shredded. Yeah, but he looks beyond amazing as well. Like like he's so good. Yeah. That you're like, this could make sense. Yeah, he was like an energized bunny. Yeah. Uh, if if he wasn't cheating, he wouldn't have given up the belt. No. No, and like Cody Garbrandt said it, it was like you told everyone at Team Alpha how to do the juice. Yeah. I mean, so he he must have been on it. Um Yeah. And now he's been caught, so No, because he yeah, sorry, uh, Cody said, You're you're the one who showed us how to do it. Yeah. And then TJ goes, Ha, I didn't I didn't bring it in. As in like Yeah. I did not show you how to do it. Yeah, I just yeah. Didn't he, didn't, bring it in. he didn't deny it. Yeah, and like, he was like, it's already there. And you could sort of see when Cody said it to him, you could see his like face with a bit of red as well. Like, Herman, stop talking about this. Like, this affects you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Big shit could go down now, Roscoe, as well. Yeah, so he, he's out of that picture. And I feel, you know, I feel bad for Cody Garbrandt because like, he destroyed Cody Gar- Garbrandt's career. Like, yeah. he, he beat him twice. And if TJ Dillashaw never existed, like, who knows? Cody Garbrandt could be Still the UFC bantamweight yeah. champion. Josh, Th- Josh Thompson was saying that he's probably started doing this since maybe even uh, Brow. Yeah, I wouldn't be or surprised. Else, yeah. uh, or else certainly against Cody because he was like, I am not losing to Cody or else he'll have this over me for the rest of my fucking life and the whole team will have it over me. So yeah. like, if you were ever going to cheat, you're going to cheat then. Well, like, it was probably before Cody because Cody like, said it to him. Yeah, I know. But like, like TJ could turn around and be like, oh, it was only against Henry Cejudo. You know what I mean? Whereas like, no. Nah. No, no, no. Yeah. Whatever he's been doing, he's been doing for a while. Yeah. He'd almost be better off playing dumb and just been like, I always did this. I didn't realize we get thrills. Well, that's why you should take the, what's the tablet to get your dick hard? Viagra, the dick pills that John Jones supposedly took. Yeah. That's why he should say he should take them as well because that messes all with your blood system and all and it's just like, nothing is conclusive. Yeah, so, yeah. But I mean, that's just really disappointing for us to hear because like, first of all, we we don't like anyone. Like, all we are trying to do is bring a sports and entertainment show and WWE sometimes. And then like, when you see the fo- the country you come from, the country you love, the football team getting swindled out of money and then you see fighters that like, really, really help you grow, cheating. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's just cheating in everything in the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, I always think it's... It's a different type of cheating when you're cheating to get better at punching someone in the face and get better at knocking someone out. Because when you're getting better at knocking someone out, you're putting like lasting damage on the person you're fighting. Yeah. So, but as you brought up about Cody Garbrandt, if he had kept going the way he was going, he could be a huge superstar. Oh yeah, like they were pushed. They're giving like a McGregor esque push. Yeah. You know I mean, like, he had his he own be- August McGregor line of suits remember he beat uh, Dominic Cruz like yeah. the most unbelievable performance I've ever seen it looked like he was on drugs but like now that guy is taken away and that's less eyeballs because TJ doesn't really bring that many eyeballs yeah, and that's the thing like if Garbrandt knew this prior to the Pedro Munoz fight he might have fought that differently as well he might have yeah. you know gone back to his Dominic Cruz style and like here look if I don't get hit here I'll have a fast turnaround but now he's just like Almost punch drunk. Yeah, that's the, that's a disappointing thing about, it. especially in fighting when you cover a fight, the fights yeah. like we do. If people get robbed like that, you're you're ruining legacies here. Yeah. So I don't know. It's gonna be really really interesting to see. Let us know what you think about TJ Dillashaw as well. Um, um where where do you think the bantamweight division is gonna go from here? I don't know, man. Marlon Moraes isn't gonna be a star. Maybe in Brazil, yeah, that's grand. That doesn't really help us. Um, well, I'm not saying it helps us, but uh, like I feel like. Marlon Marais is 100% one half of the title fight. 
uh, after knocking out on Sun Tzu, knocking out Aljamain Sterling. I mean, like, how could you not put him in there? Yeah, I'd like to see Henry Cejudo in there. Do you know, he's a real, he's a real champ. Like, he goes yeah. wins gold in the Olympics, and like he's, I don't know, it's, I don't know, it's just really annoying because like the way media works in Ireland as well. It's like those fellas are on drugs, and you're like, for fuck's sake, lads, stay yeah. off the drugs, will you? It's hard enough to get you promoted here in Ireland. I feel like UFC should just like promote Cejudo to, to the bleeding moon and back. The only yeah. problem with Cejudo is he's now seen cringe back. He's <laughs> like. <laughs> Chatting up on the yeah, but even his coach not to go back and yeah. Do, yeah, and he was like, he's like, ah, I want to take you out for a drink and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's like, it was almost like they were doing Tinder except online via video chat. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, it, it was yeah, it, it was, was like very she, she was more like my little brother. Yeah, remember his coach was fully dressed in like a Superman outfit. Yeah, on Joe Rogan's podcast, just like grab that guy and like shake him. Yeah, and Joe Rogan was like, here. The, the, what, what's your handle? We'll shout you out like, and then stop acting like a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like, take that off, please. Joe Rogan. Very what Joe legend. Rogan. What a legend, yeah. But uh, TJ, but once we find out their deeds, see, the thing is, I don't want like putting up on the stories being like, so-and-so was found for, for doping. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like everyone sort of knows that, like, you know what I mean? And also, it doesn't help what we do. No. See, that's the thing. That, that's why it's so annoying yeah, as well, you know? You spo- I suppose you sort of have to be honest about it. Thank God we're not actually yeah, journalists because like, then we'd have to like, go really in depth on it well like, that's the thing yeah like on the show we go into depth it's just more like we have certain people that just follow us for the rugby and stuff yeah. you know what I mean if they're like who's John Jones and why is he crashing into pregnant women like they're yeah. gonna be like I don't wanna see that on my news feed yeah. you know what I mean you wanna see John yeah, Jones but, helped a woman yeah, from but, a burning house yeah but <laughs> when we put up, if we put up John Jones crashing into pregnant women then like it's almost hypocritical when John Jones fights to be like John Jones is fighting watch it you know what I mean yeah but this is like th- that's you're watching at first we don't fight away from him. we're just not going to promote he crashed into yeah. women it, no it's the same thing with like Mike Tyson back in the day when he was fighting everyone knew he was being mad out of it like off uh, 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 like in the back yeah it was like as long as he showed up on fight night and knocks him out that's all that they cared about that's all anyone cared about that's why people still love him now like it's people love greatness but like like I mean I know people are giving out about McGregor now because they just want him back in the octagon but once he's back they'll be, they'll be Billy strutting down to the pub yeah you know what I mean it's a bit like you know what you love, what love with Conor McGregor? It's like, right, you get all that money, but after you retire, as in like, they get them hungry. If you, if you know what yeah. I mean? As in like, you don't get the 100 million yet. Yeah. You get that when you're 35. See, that's like, the thing. People are, right. always, people are like that. You, you, like, he was cutting down, making weight, then fights, and then after that, he is, he's just totally free. And he's yeah, like, but he was also winning too easily as well. I think that was a problem. Yeah, he was intimidating people before he got down. But, uh, Ross, we'll just look at the weekend's fights because obviously over the weekend, Anthony Showtime Pettis defeated Stephen Wonderboy Thompson by Superman Punch KO in the second round. Ross, before at the fight, we both thought Stephen Wonderboy would win. Pettis is now after beating him. Yeah, he beat him and to be honest, it was a shock result. It was. Um, not only by Pettis actually winning, but he outstruck the better striker. Well, no, sorry. He was outstruck by the better striker and knocked him out. And, like, Pettis was losing the whole two rounds, basically, until all of a sudden, the last 10 seconds go, they sort of do the clappers. And then, like, you can actually see Wonderboy, he sort of dropped his hands. He was like, he thought it was like, uh, do you remember Max Holloway was fighting Ricardo Lamos? And they were just like, right, we're just going to slug it out for the last 10 seconds. And then Pettis was like, grand! And then just punched him, knocked him out. And Wonderboy Thompson was knocked out as Darren Till was. Yeah. He's. I think. I don't think he's ever been knocked out before. No, he hasn't. though. Yeah. 
But uh, Pettis obviously moved up from welterweight. Previously, could not make featherweight. Where does he go from there? Over here, like, does he does he stay there? Do you want does to move back it, down? It's such a weird position that Anthony Pettis in because he's lost Tony Ferguson, right? So like, he's a bit like not the best uh, lightweight. He he should actually just like hand pick his opponents, you know. Uh, like he wants to fight RDA again. If he wants to fight RDA again in welterweight, I don't think that's a very good matchup for him. But like, I'm not a hundred percent against it either. Um, he, he's he gonna fight Kevin Lee next, is he? Who? Uh, RDA. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else is out there? Um, like he fought, he could easily fight the winner of Cowboy versus Quinta. Yeah. Um, that could be a good fight for him, or he could fight the winner of this week's main event, uh, Edson Barboza versus. Uh, Justin Gagey. There we go. You just called it there. So, like, Pettis, he's got a few options, but, like, I don't think a permanent residency at 170 is a good idea. Like, I know he's not going to fight Woodley because they're trying to get it, but if you think of, like, Pettis versus Usman, like, <laughs> he's just going to get his will broken. He's going to be taken yeah. down on the ground. Yeah. And, like, beaten to oblivion. He's going to be khabibed by Usman. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I would love to see Ben Askren against Khabib. But, yeah. uh, Ross, was there any other fighters on the card that actually impressed you? Because let's, um, let's call it spade a spade. That card over the weekend was pretty much garbage that they got out in Nashville. Uh, no, Curtis Blades got a much-needed win after getting knocked into oblivion by Francis Ngannou. Um, I'd like to see him fight JDS, maybe even Steve next, just see how he gets on. But I think that was the only other sort of big fight in the card. Yeah. Uh, Violent Bob Ross won as well. Yeah. Shout out to Macy Barber as well winning in the second oh, yeah. round by K- uh, TKO. Uh, Violent Bob Ross was so much taller than your man as well. It almost he, looked a bit unfair. He missed weight as well. <laughs> 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 He's much bigger I missed weight. But Macy Barber looked great because she lost the first round and then came back so fair play to her. Yeah. Could be a future star in the making. Uh, this weekend Ross we have the return of the UFC. It's going to Philadelphia. Wells Fargo Arena. It's being headlined by Edson Barbosa taking on Justin Gaethje. That's a main event in itself. Like, yeah. You know I mean, people are just getting extra fights just to see that. That's, that's going to be a banger. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is in for an absolute treat. Has Justin Gaethje ever been in a boring fight? No. This is going to be absolute leg kick central. Uh, for me on this one, I just think that like Justin Gaethje is too wild and I don't think he'd be that wild against Edson Barbosa. So I think Barbosa is probably going to get him out there in the first round. Because at some stage, Justin Gaethje looks like he's drank 10 points. And against Barb Browser, I think if you look like you've drank 10 points, that's not going to work for you. Yeah. I'm going to go Barbosa as well. There's, there's some, it's going to be a great fight. It's yeah. going to be a great fight. Uh, David Branch Dressen's fight and Jack Hermanson. Oh, Excellent. Okay, no more cares. Uh, Josh Emmett's might take on Michael Johnson. That could be all right. Yeah. I think, I think Michael Johnson win that. I think he's too fast. Yeah, and then uh, Karolina Kalkakevich is taking on Michelle Watterson. Um, I feel like Karolina is going to be just too big for her. Yeah, I think that's like the people's main event. All the lads will be like, geez, they're very good looking. Uh, yeah, I think Karolina, like, I think she's only lost to Joanna and Jessica Andrade, I think. So I think Karolina is going to win. I feel like this is an end of quarter card. As mm. in, like, once they start pushing on to UC 236, yeah. Poirier against Max Holloway 2. That's when that's the, a big one. That's when shit gets real again. Also, big shout out to Ray Borg fighting on the card. His son was very, very sick, and the UFC are doing a lot to help his son, Brent Schaub, Joe Rogan. They're all shouting him out, Errol Hawani. So, shout out to Ray Borg. Love him. And people say the MMA community is not nice. Uh, also, over the weekend, 
Bellator was on in Oklahoma. There was not much to write about the headliner. Manuel Sanchez defeated Georgie Kakatarian by decision. I think that's the second win over him, both by decision. So that's all she wrote. Yeah, don't play that back. Uh, this weekend, also Bellator is on in California. Bellator 219. Sad Awad is taking on Brandon Gritz. Both guys' records look like they have their phone numbers. But um, there's someone you should definitely look out for. Joe Schilling's on it. Yeah, he's three Joe Rogan's f- mate. Yeah, he's 3-5, and five, but he's taking on Keith Berry. 15-14-1, speaking of phone numbers. There we have a Bellator putting on all their fighters with the bad records. If you have a bad record and want to fight in Bellator, go fight at Bellator 219. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Ross, so, uh, so we covered WWE, <laughs> the FAI, the Irish Rugby, the Irish Rugby, and also the MMA world, TJ Dillashaw and the UFC. Obviously, not next weekend, but the weekend, uh, sorry, not not next week's show, the show after that, it's UFC 236 and the whole wheel is back going again. Something yeah. to look forward to anyway. Yeah, so guys, uh, thanks a million for listening to us. Uh, if you have any recommendations on any like additional shows, like we did the Leave Neverland show, let us know. We'll get them done. Um, give us a shout out. We really appreciate that. We're about 470 followers away from 10,000 followers on the gram. So that's pretty cool. Appreciate it. And as always, stay stay energized. energized.